so next Sunday we will be back able to meet in person here in our building, albeit with restrictions and uh, only 60, 70 people at the max out of a, what is usually a 250-seater hall. But, um, so watch out, those of you who are wanting to come in person next Sunday for the email and the text which will show you how to ticket and log in to be with us next Sunday. But we're looking forward to that. Uh, it takes some bravery to stand here and talk to uh, an almost empty hall. At least I have <laughs> a handful of people looking at me this morning. Um, this series on uh, Jesus is. Uh, I realized this week I'd unwittingly begun to work through the seven I am sayings of the Lord Jesus in John's Gospel. Well, I hadn't intended to do that, but maybe that's the guidance of the Holy Spirit anyway. Let's continue then with the next in those seven claims of Jesus, which is that he is the door. Now, you think, well, that's odd comparing someone with a door, but this is not just a door, it's the door for his sheep, that is people. Some English versions have gate. Jesus is the door. Now, the Bible is literature, and, and if you read a novel or a book, there are chapters, and every chapter is connected to the one before and to the one after it. And John 10, where Jesus talks about being the door, doesn't just drop out of heaven from nowhere. It has a context. And in John 9, the chapter before, we read that Jesus restored sight to a blind man. That man is then taken aside and questioned by the Pharisees and other Jerusalem authorities. And they, they don't like his answers and they exclude him from the synagogue, which means actually that he was rejected from the Jewish community. And Jesus goes and finds the man and speaks to him. And he believes in Jesus. The man they have rejected is welcomed, received by the Lord Jesus. And there are Pharisees who witness this conversation. They're never far away from Jesus during this time in Jerusalem. And John 9 ends with this exchange between them and the Lord. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. And then Jesus goes straight on to say this, Most assuredly I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from them, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, I'm not sure why the Pharisees, to whom Jesus was speaking, did not get this. Because they knew the scriptures, and this language draws from a lot of Old Testament prophetic scripture. But as they say, 
an old English saying, there's none so deaf as those who don't want to hear. Let's pick out a, a few pictures that Jesus uses here, all right? Sheep, sheepfold, shepherd in the gate, okay? In the Old Testament scriptures, the people are often compared to sheep, and you will appreciate that's not a flattering comparison. But if we are happy to say with, us, with Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, that makes us his sheep, doesn't it? A number of the Psalms share this same statement. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Shepherds, Abraham and the next few generations after him lived as shepherds. God himself is called the shepherd of Israel and God appoints under shepherds as he did Moses and the kings of Israel and so on. Those responsible for the care of God's sheep are under shepherds. And some of those were better than others and some weren't any good at all. And Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Zechariah all brought prophetic challenges and rebukes to Israel's bad shepherds. Notice, we'll come to it next time. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. There are plenty of bad ones, but he's the good one. And then there's a sheepfold. The community of God's people or the kingdom of God is then compared to a sheepfold, a place of being gathered and being safe. And there are sheepfolds somewhat like this in northern parts of the UK too. A sheepfold had one narrow opening and the shepherd controlled that access. In fact, when the sheep were brought into the fold at night to be secure, a shepherd, maybe not the same one as in the daytime, but a shepherd would sleep at the entrance. No one could enter except him through him and the sheep couldn't get out because they'd have to get past him. In fact, as you see in that illustration, the shepherd may have been the door. He just... He just sat in the entrance. He, he lay across it. He was the door. So that's the picture that the Lord Jesus uses here. He then goes on to say that he's the good shepherd, but that will be for another time. You can't enter the community of God's people. You can go to a church on a Sunday, but you can't really enter the community of God's people, the kingdom of God, except through Jesus. He's the door, the only entrance. I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Later in John's Gospel, Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anyone who tries to enter into the, being a child of God, the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus Christ, that's the, that's the invisible, the big one, the invisible one, another way is compared to a thief and a robber. You can't enter the kingdom of God. You can't be a child of God except through trusting in Jesus. Jesus says, if you enter by me, you will be saved. To have salvation, eternal life, is found by entering through Jesus. Being accepted by God is not a reward for good behavior. It's found by believing just in Jesus. Jesus doesn't offer a way of life to us that will be rewarded with eternal life in the future. He offers us now eternal life through faith in himself. There's many scriptures I could quote on that, but for time we go. A Christian way of life follows this Christian faith. The way of life is the outcome of the faith. Having become the children of God through faith in his son, we learn to live in a way that is appropriate to being a child of God through faith. We don't serve the gods of this world, but we serve the living God through Jesus. Jesus says, you will go in and out and find pasture. A shepherd cares for us as much when we're not in the sheepfold, when we're in places of challenge and even of danger. Scripture says we're in the world but of the world. Therefore, we're pictured as going out and coming back in. 
Old Testament blessings talk about you'll be blessed when you go out and you'll be blessed when you come in. Thinking of home as being a place of safety and being outside as being the place of not so being, not such safety. Most of our Christian life, I don't know if this will surprise you, but most of our Christian life is lived away from church. It's lived amongst people who aren't Christians. The life of faith is to be lived at all times, in all circumstances. And Jesus says, you will go in and out and you'll find pasture, you'll find nourishment, you'll find food and supply to help you, whether you're where it's safe or where you're somewhere where it isn't safe at all. He's with us, and he's supplying us. Then there are thieves and robbers. This language was used by the Old Testament prophets in rebuking the false leaders and false prophets of Israel. Think of it. Some prophet, poor guy, has to stand up in front of a king or a priest or a supposed prophet and say, you're a bad shepherd, you're a thief, you're a robber. Brave men, eh? Jesus recycles those words and applies them to the Jerusalem authorities of his time. But my friends, there are thieves and robbers around today. There are those who are Jews that God's sheep for their own purposes. They make capital from Christian believers. Here's the clue. Such people will often bypass Jesus. They don't honor him as God, as Lord, as King. His name is not found much on their lips. Those who bypass Jesus, bypass them. Have nothing to do with them. I have two main things to say. Now, they're not very long. Jesus is the door to life. He said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Life to the full life to the max. Jesus did not come to load us with more stuff. So we, we, we carry a bigger weight of acquisitions and, 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 and savings or whatever else. He came to bring us more life, to make us really, truly alive, life to the full. Now, I think that in our modern life, there are many distractions from life. We can be so busy with stuff, including news and social media, and so, that we're not actually getting on with living a life. We're texting and communicating with lots of people, but we're not actually connecting with them. Not actually having a conversation. Not even seeing their faces. We hardly know how to be in life, living the moment, living in the situation, dealing with the people around us, and doing so with what God is supplying us, his grace, his wisdom, his love. People need to know how to live wisely, how to do life. Jesus says he's come to give us life, not to tell us stuff or give us stuff, but to give us an increase of life, that we live life more fully. We live life in the moment. We are assured and confident in doing life well. And in Jesus himself, and in his word to us, we have everything we need for life and godliness. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Everything we need for life and God in us. Jesus is the door to life. I wonder sometimes if we, uh, some of us actually get these moments when we feel, am I really living life to the full? Well, come to Jesus. He, comes to, he came to bring us real full life. Not the shallow bit, not the, the bit that is full of the world's uh, applause and acclaim, but the thing that you know you're connected to God through Jesus. You know you're connected to heaven. We have the next point, which I move on to. Jesus is the door to heaven. 
And I'm not just talking about just when we die. He's the door to heaven, to grace, to help, to mercy, to the presence and person of God and to all that he supplies us. Keep coming to Jesus and through Jesus to the Father. Jesus is that door into heaven. Think of God's throne room, if you will. Not just when we die, but now. How many of you pray? Okay, hands up out there in the internet. (laughs) Okay, what do we do when we pray? We come to God through Jesus. We have access to the ear of God and the heart of God. Now, I came up with this little picture. Access all areas, stamped with Jesus. Didn't quite work, but there you go. Access all areas. Jesus gives us access now to God. Jesus gives us access to the heart of God, to the hand of God, to the ear of God, for God to hear us and supply us and help us. Romans 5 verse 1 says, we've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. We have all the grace we need because we have access. How? Through Jesus And we rejoice in the hope of glory of God. Ephesians 2, through him, Jesus that is, we have both, that is Jews and Gentiles together, access by one spirit to the Father. The Holy Spirit also energizes and equips us in access to the Father. And 3 verse 12, Ephesians 3 12, in Jesus we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. We don't come and say, oh I've got a little problem Lord, I don't know if I can talk to you about it. We come boldly to speak out our request, and confident that he hears us and will answer us. And for Hebrews 4, one of my favorite scriptures. Let me just read the, the whole context to you, 4, 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, that's the skies, he's in the highest heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Come boldly to receive all that you need to handle life now. I thank God for the promise of heaven to come, eternal life in the future. But we have access to God now to obtain from him all we need to live life to the full. Access all areas. All we need is ours in Jesus. He's the door. We come boldly through him to God to ask and receive grace and mercy. Have you come to Jesus and been received by him? Jesus is the door. Come back to the context again. The Pharisees throughout excluded the man who had been blind. But Jesus welcomed him. Jesus receives all who come to him. Back in John 6 where Jesus declares, I am the bread of life, he says this, all that the Father gives me will come to me and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. That's my New King James. There's a version of that. I will never cast out. Jesus will never dismiss you, reject you, exclude you. Those of us who already have eternal life through Jesus keep coming to him and through him to ask for and to receive all that we need in life. Especially in times of trouble. And if we're not going through a time of trouble now, well, I'm not sure which bit of the UK you're in, but there's plenty of, plenty of distress, plenty of difficulty, illness, 
economic uncertainty, unemployment, all sorts of things are happening, but our help, our strength is available in Jesus. And in him, we have full access to come and ask and to receive from heaven everything we need. He's the door. The door is open. The heart and hand of God is open towards you through Jesus. We just need to ask of him. And if you've never opened your life to him, he invites you to do so today. In Jesus' name. Amen.